Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Westcliff Climb. Uh, the goal being to set you amazing people up to look at the world around you with the eyes of God. Uh, so what we're really talking about there is uh, filter, worldview, how you think about the world, right? Um, we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice, not the game, not the game. We're talking about practice. One of the most epic rants ever. And I have to tell you as a pastor, uh, I I have tried to avoid um, a lot of sports analogies because I had to at some point like recognize, you know, if you're a pastor out there and uh, the church you go to, they're just drilling you all the time with sports analogies, especially if you're not a sports person, it gets exhausting, I'm sure. So uh, becoming kind of aware of that at some point, I was like, I kind of need to pull away from the sports analogies uh, because maybe half your audience is completely lost the moment you're like, hey, you know, it's like the game of football, right? Um, uh, or especially if you go into one of the sports analogies and then you mess up the sports analogy with, you know, something, you know, you're on the football field and you get a home run and then you lose all credibility then even with the, the sports people. So what am I, what am I going to do today? I'm going to uh, shamelessly talk about sports. <laughs> oh, man. Alan Iverson. I can't even tell you exactly what year this was. Uh, we've since learned a lot more about the story. But bottom line, he's getting hit up in, um, in, in a press conference asking about his practice. How much does he practice? Is he fully committed? Yada, yada, yada. At this time, like Alan Iverson is basically... Uh, you know, covering up injuries, playing hurt, not a big dude, probably 5'10 on a good day, uh, not even six foot, um, and was leading the league in minutes played. Um, and so on top of that, he had some personal stuff going on, um, had lost, I believe it was a dear friend of his, uh, like found out that day or the day before. And so to him, it was like, what are you asking me about practice? Well, nobody knew that at the time. Uh, Alan didn't, didn't go into it. Not that he own, he owes that to anyone here. I am going into it and I've already got a comment who is Alan Iverson. How about, how about you Google and how about you Google it? (laughs) We talking about practice, classic rant, uh, and bottom line, like, like what came out was like the importance of practice, practice, practice. What kind of a, you know, what did the legends do? Did the legends always practice? And then, you know, every person with any, you know, that played JV basketball in their lives, everyone had an opinion on whether or not Allen Iverson should be practicing more, not practicing more. Uh, for those of you that are entirely lost, he's an NBA basketball player. Uh, epic rant. Look it up. It's gold. Um, and so uh, what we're actually talking about is preparation. Okay. Basically. We talking about practice, okay, um, and and how that fits into our our world. We we live in a fascinating time, uh, especially with the church and within the culture. And what does that look like? Um, you know, I feel like two thousand years ago they played more games than than we play now. Um, I think they were kind of like, let's just practice. To practice like we need practice let's get together all right let's prepare let's walk through it let's talk through it um but i think they lived out the game a lot more 
Okay. Um, and so the, please hear this the right way. Worshiping God. Yes. And amen. Worshiping and, uh, and having sound theology. Yes. And amen. I mean, absolutely. Okay. Sound doctrine. It, these are all very, very important things and, and should be really the high point of the Christian's week and walk. It should be the opportunity to kind of get, um, uh, to receive God's good and gracious gifts, to hear the gospel message, um, to take to take the sacrament, to to hear from His Word. Um, but where I was really driving in the video is like you think about that. That's in many ways is more of like practice. It's preparation. You know, um, I served as a as a chaplain of Tumball High School's football team uh, for five years, and. Uh, you know, that whole environment, chalk talk, or in that case, really, it was a marker, um, you know, of what are the plays that we're going to run? What's the defense look like? What do we need to be prepared for for this week? And that was, you know, that was all the, like, preparation, 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 you know? Uh, and then, uh, you know, we go out into the, the practice field, you know? And there's no one cheering for you. There's no one that's, you know, really pumped. You got you have some coaches that are on your back, and you're pushing yourself. You're pushing yourself. And, and maybe you're even being pushed to failure, you know? Um, that's the thing about practice is it, it, it should push you, not to make you think you're a failure, but it should stretch you. It should stretch you beyond what you walked in with. That's the idea, you know? If it's in the weight room and you think you're strong, it's to challenge how strong you think you are. We can always add more weight. <laughs> that's how it should work, right? So no one that that's the idea. Like you just shouldn't just walk in like, well, that was, that was nothing, you know, like it should push. It should be difficult. That's the idea. Okay. Um, but I think where things get kind of funky is sometimes I wonder if we practice for practice sake, because to me, that the game plan that I receive from God, the good blessings that I receive from God, word sacrament, hearing the gospel preached, um, catching up with my teammates, right? Like, I mean, people who share my faith, share my values. We're all going in the same direction, right? And and we spend a few hours together uh, on a Sunday morning. Um, but that the game, the game is when you. Like you go home. It's the other six days a week. The six days and twenty-two hours a week. The game is it's it's your marriage. The game is with your kids. The game is when you go to work Monday through Friday. Um, and so what I really wanted to do and what I was trying to introduce in the video that went out this week, I hope you get to check it out. If not, please do. Um, that's, that's, that's really the setting is in the locker room. It's, it's, um, one of, of like a three-part video series that we put out, um, that was kind of themed around football. Very, very cool. It's a lot of fun to shoot. We were at Tomball high school. Uh, and then we went to Rice university, actually got on the field at Rice university. And some of it is shot there from Rice, uh, which was, which was a lot of fun. Um, but this first part was just really thinking about the preparation and, uh, it's really interesting. You know, we are, uh, we're in the book of Revelation uh, right now as a church, and uh, we're starting to get deeper and deeper into that. 
And it is just fascinating when things begin to turn to Satan. Um, and his background, of course, is as a worship leader, the most beautiful, intelligent, you know, being under God. Uh, um, it is fascinating how effective um, Satan is at splitting the church. Um, heck, I mean, I'm I'm in a denomination in which we can't agree on, and we're all Lutheran, we're all LCMS Lutheran, um, and and I know what I'm about to say would not everyone would agree with this, and that goes to show you the split, right? Like I high level see it as we're really just talking about music, and no, right? Like it's it's a much deeper issue. Um, to many of the folks in our denomination. And bottom line, like the way that we look at the the service on Sunday is radically different when we look at our confessions, we look at scripture and all that. So like, it's amazing how Satan is able to weaken the voice of the church for the game, which is seek and save the lost, make Jesus known. You know, that's where the risk is. The risk and the risk of injury and the chances of things going horribly wrong. I mean, you know how that is. If you ever played a sport, you have your plan. Okay, this is the plan. This is what it's supposed to look like. You know, so you go to church and maybe you're in an old school church and they got the three readings. They got the Old Testament, you know, um, the gospel reading. Um, they have the epistle, whatever. You hear the sermon. It's great. Or you didn't like it. Whatever it is, you had that experience. Um and you, you kind of got your marching orders for the week. You know, that's what it looks like to love, guys. You know, this is, this is how Jesus loved us. This is what compassion looks like. Um, you know, it's what Jesus gave us first. This is how it looks like, right? We all go, ready, break. All right. Wasn't that great? Let's go out to eat. Well, so you have your plan. And then you have what actually happens in the game, right? And very quickly, the plan has to change. Very quickly, there's something that's beginning to challenge your planning and your preparation. And those are the real life scenarios that are waiting for you Monday through Friday. And it's not that the focus changes. It's not that the, the goal changes, but that's what happens. So um, the, the, real, the real crux of the video is to just challenge us to think through um, the, the very good and beautiful place of preparation. And necessity of preparation, Bible study, community, being in community, worship, being a part of a worshiping body. All these things are great and wonderful and God-ordained and a necessity in the lifeblood of, of followers of Jesus and the church. But the other six days is, is where it's supposed to be lived out and, and played out and everything else. And... Uh, I think that's that's what's getting missed so often, you know. And 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 one of the other things that I think is fascinating um, that I tried to touch on 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 the video as well is so often we allow ourselves to then be pushed away from uh, meeting and gathering uh, for for a percentage of of folks who may or may not hear this. Like it, it comes down to like guilt and shame, like. I'm just unworthy. I don't want to go to church because this is the struggle that I'm dealing with. And I feel ashamed and unworthy to show up to church and have people look at me 
I'm exhausted trying to put on the face. For others, it might be like, literally, I have this thing going on in my life that is exploding and I don't want to have to answer questions about why this part of my life is not going well. I mean, it could be anything, right? Like my my spouse and I are not doing well or I, I'm i right now unemployed or whatever it is. It's It's all about driving us to the same thing. So there's all these elements then that when, um, depending on what we go through in the game, the other five or six days a week, that then keep us from coming back for more of our kind of marching orders, camaraderie, team development, our strategy, um, and getting filled back up on, on what does it look like the rest of the week. And, um, you know, so so bottom line, I, what I really wanted to share with folks and and ultimately did at the end of that video was, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And that that is huge. You know, if, you, if you're out there, it is such, and, and you're kind of staying away from the preparation phase because you believe you're unworthy or you believe you, you don't belong in a church or you've got this. Th- Can I just say, no one belongs in a church. The only one worthy to really, if you really want to break it down, the only one really worthy to walk into a sanctuary is Jesus. Okay. Like worthy, like who's earned the right, right? The rest of us are just all, you know, we're just all really a bunch of hypocrites. Okay. We're walking contradictions. We're hot messes. We have our own. I mean, and if you don't believe me, if you don't believe it, just go, just go sit in somebody else's seat in some churches and watch how quickly people have lose their minds. Like that little tweak, that's all it takes, you know? Like that's a lie from Satan to push you away from coming back in to be filled up with what it looks like to move forward. Satan loves to keep people in yesterday. I'll tell you, when I was, back to when I was a chaplain, Man, I had this this one dude, he was hilarious, you know, and I, I may have mentioned this story before, like stellar, stellar wide receiver. I can never get through to him. You know, I could never break his mold. I just couldn't break the kid down. You know, he's too confident. He was too good. He knew he was good. And frankly, he was good. Okay. But he knew his stuff. He'd come in for preparation. He knew, he knew the plays. He knew what he needed to do, you know, and in his mind, he's killing it. And, you know, from the outside looking in, he's kind of killing it, right? So the best part, <laughs> the best part was, I want to say it was like homecoming. The dude is wide open. And I mean, so open that like, any, even people who don't know football are like, that guy's open, right? So they let it fly, wide open, bomb. All he's got to do is catch it. And it's six, okay? Hits him like in the hip. And he just, all it was is he took his eyes off the ball. He was already, I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what he was already planning, but he's probably already thinking about, you know, what he was going to do in the end zone or, man, I look awesome or I can't wait. You know, I'm about to score again. Um, Whatever his mindset was, I don't know. But he didn't watch the ball all the way into his hands and he dropped it. And it was right at the end of the half. So there's prep, right? Prep is going in. 
And you know, the whole goal at halftime, right? Like, because what does he want to remember? He wants to remember the last thing he did with everybody watching him. And it wasn't good. And he's tempted to relive it. And you know what? Just like an athlete, all of us out there, if you relive your worst plays, if all you run in your head is a highlight reel of your biggest mistakes, your biggest blunders, your biggest bonehead moves, you'll never, you'll never take the field again. It'll never happen. And on top of that, you'll pull away from the team. You'll pull away from, you won't even be able to be present to hear what the next play looks like. You're out of it, let alone the next half. You're gone, right? And so it was all about like the most honest moment with this young man was he had finally been broken. But that was the perfect time actually to build him up. And, and that's how this all works between Satan and Jesus. You know, they're both passionate about reeling you in, you know, and one uses lies and one is the truth. That's how it works. One wants to keep you in your last big mess up and the other one wants you to focus on the next play. There it is. And so um, that's that's one of the sad parts of this this whole thing. You know, some of us have made big mistakes Maybe you're in the midst of some real trials, real hardships. You know, you are the perfect candidate to be in a church. Don't underestimate how you would bless a worshiping body by being in the middle of your mess. Someone else who may very well come alongside you and walk alongside you in your life. People may be really moved at the openness and honesty of your current situation. And and so the only the only being that really wants to keep you away besides yourself is Satan. That's it. Right? And so just keeping that idea of Jeremiah 29, 11, if you're not familiar, it's just a beautiful verse, you know? And it's just to remind you that God has plans. He has plans for you. There's a game plan for you in your life. There's a direction. There's a strategy. He's laid it all out there for you, you know? He's got it. And it's not to harm you. It's not to hurt you. It's not to cause um, you, you know, your destruction. Uh, and even on the heels of our mess ups, he'll use them and he'll use those realities to bring us back in, um, and to be able to contribute again, you know? And so that's where grace falls into this whole thing. That's where grace is so, so sweet, you know, is because if we're honest, we all have those moments. We all have those bonehead plays and they happen some other time in these six days, 22 hours, every single week, you know? But the whole point is, number one, we don't stop taking the field. And then number two, we got to keep coming back, man. You know, receive receive God's, you know, Jesus's body and his blood, the gospel ingested, right? Like, you know, get get rehydrated, right? Like you need it. You need it. Your body needs it. Your mind, your heart, your soul needs it. And to look at people, maybe to your left and to your right, who might be equally exhausted, that's a good reminder. It's a reminder you're not alone, that you're not a one-man team. There are other people in the fight, in the game with you. It's not just you. And then get get words of encouragement from the body of believers, from the pastor. You know, like, we're going to get it. Let's get back up. Let's get back out there. Let's get after it, you know. Make heaven bigger. Hell smaller. Jesus is real. 
died on the cross. Grace is beautiful, right? Tomb is empty. Let's roll, man, right? We got we got the guy on our team. Let's get after it this week. You know, those are necessities, okay? And so preparation, preparation, preparation. We're talking about practice. And the balance is uh, we don't practice for practice's sake. You don't take in what happens in the in that you know film room or however you want to keep this analogy going and then leave it. That's also damaging, right? It's you have this experience, you're hearing these things, and then you apply nothing that you heard. That's the other end of the spectrum. It's just sort of this dissonance, you know, this self-righteousness, whatever it is, um, ego and pride that cause us to hear about forgiveness, hear about uh, mercy, hear about grace. And not only do we not extend it to ourselves, we don't extend it to others. And then in a way, we almost deny it in not in rejecting it from God. Uh, and that plays itself out in a marriage, in a family, in a home, uh, in our personal lives. And that's always heartbreaking too. And that's when we, we lose track of like, this is meant to be applied. It's meant to be lived. It's meant to be received. It's meant to be an ongoing thing and an experience with Christ uh, doing this, this beautiful thing called life with him. Uh, so there it is, preparation. Today, we're talking about practice. So, uh, you know, if you get a chance to check this out, I can't encourage you enough, man. If you've, you've been away from the church, don't buy those lies. Okay, don't buy the lies of, uh, you know, they're all a bunch of hypocrites. They are a bunch of hypocrites, okay? And so are you. <laughs> so go hang out with the hypocrites who need Jesus, you know? Uh, it doesn't have to be a big church. It could be a small church. It doesn't have to be a well-funded church. It could be a small, underfunded church, right? But you need, like, truth. Truth. The gospel untarnished, unblemished, uh, not corrupted, given to you. Go find that. It's there. It can be there for you. That's what you need. That's what we all need. Um, and so if, if you haven't been in that in that space in a while, I can't encourage you. Pray about it before you, you walk into whatever that church is for the first time. Do your research. Do your homework. Um, don't, don't start out looking for all the programs because Sometimes that can be a trap too. Look for where the gospel is preached without shame, without bias, without anything else. Like it is shameless that we need Jesus and Jesus is the only way. And Jesus gives us what we could never get on our own. You, 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 you track with that kind of message. That's the kind of church you need to walk into. And God will, will make everything else happen. The connections, the opportunities, the relationships, He's got all that. That's the easy stuff. That's that's not a thing. It's all good. So I, I would encourage you, you know, if you're on the outside looking in, get back in the game. But before you get in the game, you get you got to get, we're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice, okay? You got to get preparation. You need to hear what you need to hear that you may not even know that you need to hear, right? You need that. It's good. So uh, get in, before you get in the game, Get into a place that's going to speak the truth to you, um, show you the beautiful 
message of Jesus Christ, the beautiful gospel message, and uh, and get things started again. Don't hang on to yesterday, Jeremiah 29, 11. God knows the plans that he has for you. They're good. It's not to harm you or hurt you. Don't stay in your highlight reel of mess ups. That's just Satan. That's the enemy. That's the opposition. They just want you to never come out to play the second half. That's all it is. And God will use all of that to his glory. That's how awesome he is. Right on. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank and praise you for your love, your kindness, your grace, and your mercy. And I just ask Jesus that you would just continue to implant upon our hearts how good you are, um, how much you love us, um, how good it is to get together and to worship you, um, to have um, our spirit and our soul just fed by your presence and the beautiful gospel message. Lord, I just, I ask that anybody that would hear this podcast today that is kind of estranged and pulled away from the team. Uh, there may be good reasons. I don't doubt for a second they've been hurt. I don't doubt for a second that that those scars are very, very real. But I ask by the prompting of your Holy Spirit, you would, you would push them back in, back into a team somewhere, um, and that they would be fed and fed well. And uh, we'll no longer look over their shoulder about what happened, but live in the present with you, and you take care of the next play. That's you. That's all yours. And so we love you, Jesus. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, uh, your kindness. It's new every single day. It's in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye.